0: Welcome to Should I Get Bangs? I am your host Julia Rossi, and today on the show we have, well, he, first, first and foremost, very good friend, basically fam- he's family. He's a great comedian. He's been on HBO. He's a writer on a fantastic show called Run the World on Stars, which you should watch. Please welcome to the show,
1: Clark Jones.
0: Car Jones.
1: Yeah. Thankfully. Two things. One, I didn't even know. I have a big ego, as some of you might know. No. (laughs) No. Like the name, like Clark is cool, Jones is cool, but Clark Jones, they go together really, really well. And I and I love when people just say like women I'm dating, I love when they say Clark Jones, like the whole thing. Is just, it's somebody. Well, I'm glad, just am
0: glad I didn't say it then this little, like, I'm so
1: happy, so happy. Uh I also thought you could say he's basically I thought you were gonna say famous, which is <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> but you said family, which is fine too, which is yeah. fine too.
0: You are my husband's best friend, which means Me. you have to be one of my best friends. It's just um, it's
1: a package at this point. It would be like,
0: so sad if we didn't like each other. He would be? No, it would just be.
1: It would be sad. And this is one of those podcasts where there's no filter. We just kind of reveal everything.
0: Oh, is that you what know? this is? Thank you for yeah, the
1: email. Yeah. For the people. <laughs> this is for the black listeners. We're like, oh, it's a black person guest? Let me list. Let me tune in for a second. Uh what it it's so funny when you guys first got serious you know, people would ask me like, you know, what do you think of Julia? What do you, what do you think? And I never had an opinion at that point because I saw a change in will of being in love with a person, like in a relationship, Mm. this was his first Mm -hmm. relationship for so long that I didn't even delve into the minutia of like, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what I thought of anything because my boy was in love. So he's got to, unless you like stealing money out of his account or (laughs) like, you know, physically abusing him, I didn't even want to get into whether I like you or not. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. And it's interesting because in retrospect, any time I have not liked, and it's very rare, but the the times that I haven't liked someone a friend was dating or times where people haven't liked someone i was dating mm-hmm. they everyone was right you know like in retrospect there was yeah sure. of course you didn't like them i was miserable or of course i didn't like them right. they treated you like shit like it it would be insane to be like i don't like your wife or husband or girlfriend boyfriend and you guys are so happy
1: right <laughs> you like, know yeah what 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 do i need to rock the boat for it ain't yeah. even like uh, um it would just be a simple hey if i didn't know if i weren't around y'all for a while hey man you good <laughs> and yeah. he knows what that means <laughs> and so if he wasn't i could tell just in the response you know because he's very telling in his he'll look down first if he's lying <laughs> it's more it's more eye contact when he's telling the truth and he loves to report good news so when i just say you good oh yeah man everything you know other people hey man you good uh you know that just it, the, the the hesitation first is certainly isn't it,
0: isn't it the worst when you're talking to someone and you're like oh like how's your wife or how's your boyfriend or whatever and they go <sighs>
1: right And then they respond.
0: It's like, well, the side just told me
1: everything. I personally, I'm a big united front uh, guy of like, and that has to do a lot of, you know, like um, trust issues. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, Trust (laughs) issues about like, if we're in a relationship, you know, in public, we need to be a united front on things. I got your back. You got my back. Even if shit ain't right and we working through it. We don't need the whole neighborhood in our business. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Unless somebody, like I said, unless somebody's stabbing somebody or like, you know, running the pyramid scheme off them, like, you know, just relationship issues. Because motherfucker, I'm never going to tell you the full story. So I can't give you a little bit of the story because you're going to fill in the rest of the details.
0: Mm -hmm. So it's
1: like, if I'm with somebody and I'm still with them, how's so-and-so doing? She's great. She's great. Everything's good. Everything's good. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's funny when people voluntarily... I think when someone makes a big production out of answering negatively, even if oh, it's like a man. bit, that's a cry for help.
1: That's definitely that. You want something, you, know? yeah. you need something, or you <clears> just, yeah, like that attention of, you know, pay attention to this thing. It's like, why are you bringing me into it? Like yeah. <laughs> the part, It's so funny. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. I, even after, cause <laughs> once I'm, I was supposed to come with somebody to a thing y'all were having and I didn't. And I just had to hold up this front because we were still together. But we had one of the worst arguments right before that. Oh, no. It was I mean, it was like this was the reason why she wasn't there. Uh, But, you know, I just had to say, like, oh, we had other plans. I just came and by for a second. And yada, yada, yada. Because but I know I you too
0: well her. where I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: People attribute that to black women, but that's every woman. Oh, yeah, is Uh a tail. Oh, oh, you just she just couldn't come because you got to go somewhere else. Oh, okay, yeah, the last time she came.
0: (laughs) It uh, also when you said earlier you have a big ego, and I was like, Oh, do you? I didn't mean because I think you do, I only said that because you tell me that
1: you do. I tell you that that's funny. I do do like to preface it with, Yeah, I'm aware. So, get out in front of it before somebody says, that was a big ego moment. Like, I know. I get it. I, well, it was,
0: I have to tell listeners that before we started recording, I was like, can you give me a gist of, like, what you <laughs> might talk about just so I have an idea? And you're like, uh, And you just, like, you did the same sigh that a guy does who hates his wife. You go, <laughs> so many things. I
1: mean, it's just a lot. <laughs> Let's see how we get through the intro and then we'll go with what I'm able to reveal and then we'll decide to close.
0: <laughs> Will you reveal First of all, I love how much you're directing this podcast. Um I uh, <laughs> you don't have to reveal anything you don't want to, uh but you know, oh. I feel like I have witnessed such a journey with you if that's even what you're getting into,
1: but <sighs> You no, you can you can say what you what you feel. It well, is. If
0: it was you know I think you and I uh, have bonded. Ev- listen, everyone has some sort of anxiety, depression, you know, something, right? Something mm. that they're. But I think you and I, if if I'm not mistaken, have probably bonded because I think that we've expressed it similarly. Like I think we're both very. Like, we get hurt by the same things really easily. We – I don't know. I know when I'm in a bad place, I take things personally and I internalize. Mm. And so I think you – and I just remember being with you – God, is it like four years ago now? It must be five years ago? Shit.
1: Was it New York or L.A.?
0: It was New York and we – I went with you after a show so you could get barbecue uh and i wasn't hungry yeah we went to the barbecue place in brooklyn like the one kind of near Oh, oh, the
1: barbecue place (laughs) yeah
0: well it's like near like union hall bell house like over Oh, dinosaur dinosaur barbecue i wasn't hungry so i just sat at the i I wasn't hungry and i didn't want to drink so i just like Mm. and i think i was just gonna walk you there on my way home but then i ended up sitting with you because you just were like yeah i think i'm depressed and i just watched Mm. you it was just but it was it wasn't it wasn't funny that you were depressed, but it was funny because you were like licking barbecue sauce off your fingers. Being like, "Yeah, I think I'm depressed."
1: It's, I mean, yeah. The fact, the hours that I spent uh, healing in dinosaur barbecue because nothing, <laughs> nothing can even make me feel close to feeling better than paying for food and getting what I paid for. You know what I mean? Mm, like, like what you wanted. Like getting exact, getting full and satisfied with because nothing makes me more upset really than not getting the experience of good food after i paid for it like i'll pay i'll pay whatever if i know like at the end of the day like damn that shit was good as fuck like yeah i don't i don't have a problem with that like food is such a uh like women i date or people i know ask them what their vice food is my vice i've leaned on it way too much throughout life to uh to make me feel better Mm. So it, it it tracks that I would be talking about, yeah, I'm really depressed and then it's go <laughs> so crazy over that that wango tango sauce that they got. <laughs>
0: it was so hard during the you know, during this last year because we, we I got so much takeout food and because I wanted to be compassionate toward these restaurants that were already struggling, yeah. if I ever got food that wasn't that good, I was like, yeah. uh, I'm not gonna talk to any managers.
1: It's it's just like I the, just can't the, the the I was unbridled if they forgot something oh, like yeah, there was I no know, this, it's, yeah. it's not even the taste of the food yeah if you forgot mashed potato because I can't eat the barbecue without a side <laughs> and that's my fault <laughs> yeah. but it's therefore like how could you how how what is this this is all we have.
0: Have you ever gotten the bag and then it's clear, like, in order for you to get the two things that you ordered, there's got to be two containers or there's only one. And so you start oh, yeah. digging. When, I start, when, and I start shaking the bag. There's nothing in there.
1: And I, you know it. I know it. They knew it. Somebody know that something was missed. Maybe it was on purpose. I shouldn't take it personally. I go, I check <laughs> back on the, the patio at least three times. Maybe they left it by the front. Maybe they just... I try to call, but you can't call them because, you know, that's harassment or whatever ideal that they have. And I just it it just would. Uh, the worst part is when I ordered so late that I can't order the thing. Because I will say, you know what, let me just order some mashed potatoes because they forgot it or whatever. And I can't reach the driver. But when they order it so late that I can't order anything else, uh. I can't even sleep. It's just, it's just, I gotta have, it's a reason because I eat my food like, and this is making me sound nuts, but I have to, I don't like my food all mixed together. It's like, I take a bite of the ribs, eat the mashed potatoes, take some greens, and it's over and over and over again.
0: Do you save the, so what I do is I, uh, I'll taste everything. And then the Mm -hmm. thing that tastes the best, I make sure I save the last bite.
1: Oh. So like
0: if I had yeah. you know, like a like a, a wing, uh, you know, a side, a, a green, I would taste it, I'll be like, ooh, okay, the green is the flavor I want to end this with.
1: I, what I do is so I save <laughs> an equal parts of those three, and then I'll just take a forkful of all three together to end the meal.
0: Mm, yeah, that's sometimes fun, which is interesting because yeah. you just said you don't like to
1: mix. But unless it's the closer, <laughs> that's okay, when it. That's what it's like a callback to all the meals. <laughs> just right at the end like, yep, complete and sip and we done.
0: Do you feel like food is still your vice or has it gotten less?
1: Uh, it's gotten less in over the ye- over the past year because I've recommitted to fitness in some ways. Mm-hmm. and going through a real like health journey um i had gotten i had gotten like i don't even say the weight i'll just say like you know body fat was crazy because that's what they told me to look at it as instead of how much you weigh you look at how much body fat but they had gotten crazy because of the ordering food and then i was finally at a place where money wasn't my biggest concern
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know i finally saw that side of like More money, more problems, you know, like I wouldn't say more money, more problems, more money, more access, more access to things can lead to more problems. And so the Oh, you meant more
0: access to food?
1: More access to whatever the the thing is you want. You know, I bought more sneakers, which, you know, I had to temper like clothes and just food. You know, if you order in food from different places, I think more than once in a day, you've, you've gone beyond. Mm-hmm. Would you need to be like there's something you need to to kind of change there's just too much especially for somebody like me who loves food so much there's two chances to be really pissed off if they don't have a fork or a <laughs> fucking side of beans <laughs> it, it was just yeah it got really into the nadir of um just attack because we didn't have going out um and in a way to like I'm with with comedians in the lockdown. I was most concerned with. A lot of people understand how other cultures work through us being at open mics and us being at shows. You know, even the most edge or wannabe edge somebody who's in the middle, like you go up on a hopefully diverse lineup, and at least for that day, you get to see a other and other perspective. Mm-hmm. So without that i was concerned a lot of comedians would come back dumb again because they spent some people went home some people just spent time with one other person some people just locked in with their own thoughts and terrible podcasts so i was concerned like that people they weren't getting their fix of diversity you know what i mean during
0: the pandemic
1: during the pandemic yeah without Going out for spots and seeing certain even if you're not listening, like you internalize or you hear, you know, a uh a Mattel Lane or what you're talking about, or like anybody that's different. Like I feel that onus as a comedian to give my perspective. Not just for you so you can laugh, but so you can understand.
0: Mm hmm. And do you feel that your worry came true or you don't know yet?
1: I don't talk to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't know yet. I haven't been amongst a bunch of my comedic peers, you know, that, that, that I'm not really tight with anyway. Mm-hmm. So Like I, I could see like friends of mine, you know, those are people I see on shows, but I don't, just having those honest conversations post-show or you know, hanging out at a bar afterwards. I haven't gotten to that point yet, but I am I am happy with what I've seen so far. Okay. People, yeah, yeah. Do you I worry? No
0: Is that like a worry? Do you think you worry about other people a lot?
1: Of course, because as you can relate as an empath, like I can't not be around people,
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: know how I am around people. So I am worried that they could just say something that would just kill my vibe. And mm-hmm. it's not even something that they may do what you doing on purpose, but I'm I'm coming at it from two ways of being better with knowing when to exit a conversation, mm-hmm. being better with even more importantly, knowing how to enter conversations. So I can kind of be in control of what we're saying and knowing people better. So I know how far to go with with certain people like I've I've made a I put it to rest a few beefs and it's not that okay our beef is gone now let's work on being close friends it's just like it's at a settled point Mm -hmm. and I recognize warning signs to not try to engage too hard because of my love of communication and understanding people um for my own benefit I have to like all right cool man good talking to you
0: boundaries boundaries (laughs) i I talk about boundaries so much on this podcast because they're so hard as a well it's interesting because you said you know empath fellow empath it there's i've been like i've been reading i empath is like a new word that i have been using in the last few years and then I don't know how much you've read about it, but then there's also like the notion of highly sensitive person. And then there's sure, empathetic yeah. and there's empathy, which is different than empath. And it's, I mean, it's all just words at the end of the, you know, like,
1: yeah, it's but all just I,
0: labels.
1: The, the, the side of me, the, um the, the, uh, the, the mental part of me is like, I'm at peace when that, there is a label for certain things, yeah. especially if I can do further reading about it Mm -hmm. Um, like nothing gives me more joy than when I'm trying to understand what something is and I could just google and I finally get the right damn word it's like okay now my brain can rest because I know what this thing is called uh yeah sympathy and empathy two different things like it's 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 a lot but just just understanding when I you know and that's another thing I love about people just going on stage and saying like oh yeah I relate that's what that is yeah I go back and
0: forth with the labels thing. Cause like, I agree with you. It has helped me, you know, it has helped me feel less alone. It has helped me know, well, if there's a word for this, that means that other people deal with it. So, sure. you know, I'm not a crazy person, but then at the same time, and this is probably like a whole, but I, I do feel like we live in such a weird time of everyone labeling themselves as sure. in like a, from like a business perspective you know what I sure. mean and so it's this weird thing right now where it's like I don't know if this is making sense but like I I'm grateful for these words because they help me understand myself better and understand other people better and helps mm-hmm. me explain to other people why I may do x y and z and vice versa but then it's also interesting because I'm like wait, is this new word that I learned about myself now need to be like part of my brand? You know, like it 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 is. is, Yeah,
1: like the difference between when you go from self-labeling to self-branding and you only can live in that space that you've given yourself. Yeah. And it's very hard when, the the good part is when people say they relate and they're this thing too and you go, oh. And then it's horrible when somebody you don't want to relate with says they're the thing that you say that you are. (laughs) Like, yes. like you're one of the uh I can't be a feminist, and I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh God, how do you think I feel about Italians that are like we love Christopher uh, Columbus? Like, it's it's
1: just like see any comedian <laughs> with see black people ah get me out of here. I don't identify as black. Sorry. Well,
0: as some because I mean you know we're give or take a few years around the same age, and it's so funny yeah. because like in the '90s, <laughs> uh, it was so anti-label. Remember, it was so like, you can't box me in, like, like, I felt like people's identity was so like, I don't know, I felt like there was this, like, you know, love, see no color, and like, you can't box me into a label, and like, you can't tell me who I am. And then it's really gone, you know, the opposite, which, you know, technology obviously has so much to do with it in politics. But like, now I feel like everything is like, Bo- check box, check box, check box, check box.
1: Well, from a psychological standpoint, or even sociological, there's a there's been a monetization of labeling. Yeah. Where people we know, I mean, the census, it's just census. <laughs> like, oh, you're this and a this, and a, and, mm-hmm. it, and it's great that that from a um from a personal needing to belong standpoint. You do have a thing that you can join and be a part of, but we also live in capitalism, and people have figured out how to say how to market that. You yeah. know, like I wish every race was just equal, so every marketing person's head would explode because they wouldn't know who to pander to. That's like this fantasy that I have. Um, I mean, after food and protection, it's the need to belong on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. After food, on whose,
0: on whose the, list?
1: Maslow's hierarchy of needs? It's that pyramid. Okay, that You have at the base level, food and water. Um, right above that is safety protection. And then right above that is the need to belong to something. Mm. I think that I forgot the one after that. But the top is self actualization, where you know mm, why okay. you're here in this world. Um and yeah, so, like, after food, water, and a gun, you need a group.
0: <laughs> and that's, I feel like you just take out the food and water. You just, a group and a gun, yeah. and that is yeah. the problem with the world.
1: Because some people don't eat. So, yeah, like, just need yeah. a, a gun and other people with guns so you can feel like you made the right de- decision to get a gun. And, and these, are, these are wants. These are needs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People say, when will gangs go away? Gangs have been around for alibaba in the 43 like jesus like gangs have been around forever because people need to belong or something it's a yeah need.
0: it is interesting because I, I yeah because i guess it's like if it's not a gang then it's a club or it's a i mean i guess being part of a family too that also yeah
1: a scene counts. a mm-hmm. scene you need to be a part of the scene like why are you not going with us to this scene party whatever it's um it's just a need that we have because people even with comedy club audiences people laugh sometimes because they don't want to look like an idiot not laughing while everybody else is laughing oh yeah like a cheat code What? a cheat code it's a cheat code well that's a video game thing where you can cheat whatever go ahead you were gonna say something
0: did you use a video game reference to me
1: I did because you're a diverse (laughs) learner and listener
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if it was like a super mario brothers old school reference i'd be like yeah, yeah. i get it jump on a mushroom but right or anything there's like
1: a hack a life hack does that got it that, life
0: that, hack yeah yeah, yeah. life hey. hack be part of a group um yep. <laughs> I, well it's interesting because you know the whole sort of empath highly sensitive person and and i i think you know it's like there's the want to be I want to be part of the group. And I think you're going to probably relate to this. Like you want to be part of the group, but only if the group welcomes me, makes me feel like I'm, I like, it needs to be very like a gentle enter. Like the second I feel like I'm like banging on the door
1: of a group. Yep.
0: Even if that's just my perceived notion, Mm -hmm. I will be like, I'd rather be alone. Like I, I, you know, yep. like it's because it's too much energy. Like, I mean, even, you know, you've seen me when we would like hang out at Knitting Factory after shows, and I'd be like, all right, I'm out of here and bye. And like, no, we get it. Yeah. It's because I just suddenly ingested too much energy, or like one person, even if it had nothing to do with me, but I could just like feel there was like an off vibe. And like, I just didn't want to investigate it further or i don't know like i just it, it's like a protection thing because it's i know
1: definitely yeah and even like i've never been one to stay to the end of a party but i don't even with knitting factory show that we hosted i would we partied afterwards but i probably left before and i definitely didn't go to a second place because that was a sense of i feel like all right i can take control no matter mm. what's going on i have the power to leave when i want to and people may be like oh you're leaving already yeah because i'm taking control of my night or taking control of this moment like i hate um i've never been like drugs are my vice especially ones that don't have me in control of a situation they are, are.
0: They are your vice. They are. They
1: are not for that reason. Like I yeah. hate being out of control um for too long. You know. Yeah. It's a I've hard never.
0: Thing. When it comes to drugs, like I've always, for the most part, and alcohol, I've mostly only been a a part partake when I'm in a good place.
1: Sure. I've yeah. never
0: been somebody who's like. I mean, yeah. Like I might have like a glass of wine because I had a stressful day, but I've never been like. I'm in a deep depression, I'm going to drink and use, like, it just doesn't, I my brain knows not to go there because I know it's going to be worse and it's not mm-hmm. going to work for me.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think that even in that, if I'm hanging out with you and Will or, you know, whatever friends, I'm more likely to do it because I know my actions are only going to be whatever with this, these people I trust. Mm-hmm. Like, being on certain drugs out in the public, you never know what the fuck might happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which is different. If like, you know, I have a significant other or a best friend whatever. I know that, you know, at some point, we're going to check each other or, like, it's only so much we're going to do no matter what drug it is. But, like, just going to a party and being fucked up, that's wild to me. It wasn't even until I had a control over it in my head that I started drinking and doing comedy. Like, they used to scare the shit out of me. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to say. I got to get better in comedy first before I become Mm -hmm. a loose cannon. Like, it took like four or five years of doing comedy before I would drink or do anything before going on stage.
0: Do you have uh, any moment of drinking or using drugs that, like, where you lost it?
1: Well, here's the thing. I'm a diabetic. And what I didn't know is, okay, so crash course on diabetes is you know, your pancreas takes sugar in and it either, it keeps it at a certain level, so it either gets rid of it or it produces more. Um, But it knows what to do with this incoming amount of sugar. So with alcohol, your body just gets rid of the sugar. And yeah. so this happened in New York where I was walking a lot, wasn't eating a lot, I just wasn't I wasn't getting fed, like I was super skinny in New York. You know the New York days, right? Like
0: you weren't getting fed because you couldn't
1: afford it. Because I was just walking everywhere. I was getting oh, like okay. I was just getting a lot of exercise, a lot of cardio in. Uh-huh. So that that only that made the sugar that, that made my insulin work faster because I was mm. in good shape. But I also wasn't like dinosaur barbecue didn't come till later till I started making a little bit of money. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I was just out, and then we get to drinking. We had Creek, and it's just like. I I fucking passed out, you know, Ooh. like and the drugs, you know, or whatever drug weed, like. When just in case somebody's listening, every time I say drugs, it ain't cocaine or something like that. But just weed, yeah, and, yeah,
0: it's weed. And, uh, and I've had a, a mushroom here and there, yeah,
1: <laughs> every <laughs> ten years, but yeah. like or or alcohol. Period. Um, I just I learned a lot about how to take care of myself the hard way in New York, um, so. So, yeah, I just uh, getting drunk and not eating or getting drunk and not thinking about, hey, man, you're a diabetic. Like, you got to you got to you got to eat something first. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you can't afford to buy food, you can't afford to buy drinks. Yeah, Uh, because they got to go hand in hand with my pre-existing condition.
0: So have you been that broke where you couldn't afford food?
1: I've been that broke where food like it was a decision. Like right now Damn. if I'm hungry I buy food, but like <laughs> I didn't have to do uh some calculations if I was out because sometimes you have seven dollars. I well I had seven dollars and you can't withdraw five. Yeah. So what the this fuck? was when
0: you were in New York?
1: This is in New York.
0: How long yeah. was it like that for you?
1: Until I was always under the poverty level in New York, but that was the first, the first year I would say, year and a half maybe. And then we started hosting the show. We got a little money off that, and I was still, I, oh, I tell this story, uh, but okay, one time this is so funny. I, I was opening for Hannibal, and but before we went, because he was already like, oh, we taking a black truck to New Jersey for this show?" But he was like, oh, come to my place, which is already like, all right. Thankfully I got a card. That's free. We're gonna go, we're gonna get food before we leave. And I knew I had about I had about 30, maybe 40 cents in my account.
0: Oh,
1: so we so we're at lunch. So we're at lunch and he orders his food. He had like an omelet. I remember it was an omelet. And then I don't know if he's going to pay for my food or not. Ah. So <laughs> I think I ordered coffee. Hold on one second. Pause it one second. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. Right. So I didn't know if he's going to, and I didn't have, I wanted a damn bacon and the eggs and pancakes. And and masculine you know, talk whatever. I just didn't have the humility to say, "Hey man, you gonna are you gonna, you got this or whatever?" Because he's already going. I normally get paid after the show, so I think I just had a coffee. And uh at the end, Ugh. I couldn't. I didn't have enough for that. But at the end, he was like, "Oh, I got it," and I was just like, "Shit, I should have got." It.
0: <laughs> and coffee on an empty stomach too.
1: And then we got like an hour ride to. So I just got a green and bear it at that time. There was food in the green room, so I ate. I ate after I got off stage, uh, while he was on stage. I just went crazy on the on the on the buffet.
0: Did you did you have groceries at home?
1: I don't think we had groceries. I don't think we had any groceries at home.
0: Wow, this is well. I mean, as an Italian, this is blowing my mind because I don't. I don't know. Food is like, I mean, I I, I feel like it. Everything for food comes first for everything, as far as like budget goes. Sure. To a point where it might be too much. So you know, like no one but, needs this many boxes of pasta in their house. But we're speaking, um, we're
1: speaking the same language because yeah, that was how my I was a I was a overweight kid, so. Mm that was my mom's love language to me was yeah, yeah take eat eat 8 eight eight i'll cook some more chicken wings however many you want that yeah. was that was what she gave me so that's what i understood love to be so loving myself would be feeding myself as much as possible so you know i don't know i've talked about like new york was tough for me yeah. um for reasons like that um and god forbid like I only have $10. I spent $8 on a meal, and I didn't like the food, which would yeah. happen a lot because there's so few chains, you know, chain restaurants where I knew I wanted to get. So, okay, I hope this Brazilian taco is good because I need it because I can't <laughs> eat shit else.
0: That's so interesting that you just said uh, feeding yourself means you're loving yourself because I never thought of it that way because I... So, you know how, like, some people don't like they don't eat like i eat well yeah when i'm like in a good place too obviously like that's yeah um i never thought of it that way so do you feel like you didn't i mean i know finances were hard but did you feel like you didn't love yourself that much when you were in new york at that time
1: i felt like i just had to find different ways of and i didn't know i was i usually can figure things out but i didn't know I didn't know how to treat myself well without having money. So I I, eventually I started teaching again and that helped. But even then it didn't answer all of the problems that I had Um, because getting up at 7 a.m. with no windows. Oh, yeah. Your place
0: had no windows. My room
1: had no windows. Oh, God. Doing that and then getting up coming back maybe doing a mic and then having to go because this is before i was getting booked on anything i had to go do a mic then i had to go to a show that i wanted to be on drink for a little bit maybe get a drink ticket off somebody make it home by 1 a.m and repeat the same thing like that was that was in- so it was no love there was there was no and yeah.
0: the windowless room i mean you have to give that so much credit for feeling down that's that is like jail that's solitary confinement
1: it's solitary confinement you're you're honestly from a health perspective the sun you're supposed to wake up gradually like you shouldn't wake up every day not knowing if it's 2 30 a.m or p.m yeah you wake up so uh but i didn't know and i didn't know until i had a talk with my roommates and said we had to switch i didn't know you know like new york made brought that out of me to be more um, forward about what I need in certain situations. And How they long were you we like, in
0: the windowless room?
1: When did when Will move out?
0: <laughs> you were in there for like a year, two years?
1: I, almost, almost two years. <gasps> off and on, off and on cool. because, because I did, what it also does is you just become this, like I started dating. <laughs> so I could have a place with a window.
0: Oh, God!
1: Yeah, man. I couldn't do that every night.
0: How'd you get stuck with that room?
1: I, you know, and the, here's the crazy part. We were also paying equal rent. I was just dumb. I was just like this dumb little naive. I, I didn't know. Um, I was just like, alright, fine, because I didn't have a job also. So sometimes mm-hmm. I will like, I'll feign making a sacrifice because I might disappoint you <laughs> next month and not have the rent. It's yeah. like, but, I got, but I got the worst room. So shit, let's figure it out.
0: Oh shit. I'm so glad you have some sun. I mean, I can see sunshine in the background right now where can't you're at. Live I can't oh, live without
1: that sunshine. Oh
0: shit. It. God, I forgot about that windowless room. I mean, that is like such yeah. a huge part. Did you ever have times where like it, legit made you
1: crazy i wasn't i thank god i don't think i would never say comedy saved my life but Mm -hmm. the ability to get all of that out multiple times at night um was therapeutic yeah because there was an outlet and this city full of great writers you know i i'm i'm easily influenced so I try to put myself in the right spaces. That where it's like, all right, I don't have control because I want to be, um, I want to fit in. I want to be good. I want to be a better comedian. So I just hung around all these people, all these comedians that I really liked at the time, and I went to the mics and I I talked to people, and that that helped me to funnel all of this. I told Kenny DeForest, who's one of my roommates. The day we got there, I told him I wanted to leave.
0: The day we got, you got what? Not- the day
1: we got to New York, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can do this.
0: What? What was it about that?
1: It was. I grew up with a very OCD mom, clean everything. Like,
0: we sp- the same mom?
1: Huh? I think We're so. The same mom. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we love food. Same mom. Yeah. And um, so just this this just wild hedonistic throw trash on the street rats i i couldn't i couldn't process that like Mm. i live here and also you know i've taken many steps without seeing the whole staircase later in life but i've always wanted to see the staircase
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When I got to L.A., I didn't know what was going to happen, but I was excited about that journey. I was not excited about the journey of New York.
0: So what made you do it?
1: Can you tell me, I, <laughs> I'm not letting you leave, number one. Um, I, I was like, my friends were like, yo, we're going to New York. And I'm like, that could be cool. I also, I thought it was going to be different than it was. And I also have this thing about quitting. Mm-hmm. And especially at that age, like, I was just like, no. I told people, I'm, I had heard all these horror stories about, yeah, man, we threw a party for so-and-so to go to New York. And they was back a month later. And it was back three months. It was back a week later. And I just didn't want to be that guy.
0: So would you say your time, how long were you in New York? Three years, four years? Five. Five. Would you say most yeah. of it was horrible? Like most of it you didn't like?
1: Everything was beautiful about being on stage in New York.
0: Uh-huh, but otherwise?
1: I wouldn't say otherwise. Life, it just wasn't, it never made sense. It never ended up, I never was like, oh, okay, I got it now. I never had that moment. Mm. Off stage of living in this place. There were some happy points, though. You know, it was a lot of good people. A lot of, yeah. good, a lot of horrible people.
0: But that is like, I mean, I think that's very relatable of, I I. You know, and I'm sure especially during this past year, like, so many people have moved, probably have left cities they never thought they would leave, have moved to places they never thought they'd live in. you know, everyone I know who stayed put, like, rearranges their house, myself included. Like, I've rearranged Mm. the house I live in every few weeks. Like, I just – and so I think there's been a really interesting um, focus this past year on – living space if sure. if you are somebody who is fortunate enough to even live in a space, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, whereas I think it's often like pretty low on the list when people are looking at their joy, you know, like it's interesting. Like sometimes you'll talk to someone and they're like, yeah, I don't know. Like every, I got a great job and I have this, but I'm like really miserable. And it's like, well, you like hate your husband or, you right. know, like, or you have no, Yard and and nature yeah. is really important to you, or you hate the city you're in. Like it, it, you know. Home should be at least how I've learned to understand it now as an adult. Like your sanctuary. Like you go out in the world, you <laughs> yeah. know. Like you go out no, in the world. I'm just
1: thinking of uh, uh, the. What's the the fake Italian restaurant where everybody's oh, family? Olive Garden. Olive Garden? Oh yeah, are family. It, it was getting very Olive Garden y homie oh, yeah. where the
0: <laughs> No, yeah. That is the Olive Garden is not family because nobody's violent. Uh, I've never <laughs> been hit by a waiter. Uh... Never.
1: <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> telling you to switch careers. Nobody yeah, hates- yeah, no one's yeah. like, you're so
0: stupid. No, um,
1: why did you do this? <laughs>
0: but, you know, I, growing up, so I grew up in a very clean house, Is very clean house. I mean, Honestly, to the point, though, to be completely honest, I don't know if you had this, to the point where sometimes it wasn't very relaxing. And my mom has eased up as she's gotten older, and obviously I don't live there anymore. But it was a lot of, like, you know, don't this, you know, this chair is clean. And and like, I couldn't wear like my outside clothes on my bed. And it was like a little tense sometimes with the cleanliness. And so it's been interesting as I've gotten older to sort of figure out like what, you know, not to go the full opposite way of being, I can never be super messy, but like, Mm. I don't know, like figuring out what's my shit and what's the shit I grew up in and just really trying to make my home a place that is a sanctuary,
1: it, like it a peaceful be. People place. Have, people have had to reassess their radius um, in the past year. Of like, damn, I need this around me at all times, or yeah. I don't, I can only go so long with my kitchen being this way or my my room do, being this way. You know, as a kid, like there were room, the living room was untouched.
0: Yeah, same. We had the plastic on the room,
1: furniture. We didn't even. She didn't even need plastic because with nobody going, even going in there, <laughs> she had to have the lines in the carpet. And like, if you messed up those lines, that was, it broke her heart. That's how attached she was yes. to this order. It wasn't even like, she's mad that you messed up her lines. It was like, how could you do this to me? These, Yeah. How could you mess? You know, I need this. You know, yep, I when- need this order
0: the few times you know whether it was me or my dad or somebody like went into a clean space with shoes on my mom oh. was just like please
1: oh my but God. why
0: why do you do this to me and it was so like <laughs> why are you doing this to me and and it's interesting because i will say it has as my mom has gotten older like she has been able to and as i think anxiety has been more openly discussed and there's labels for it now. Right. And it's been really cool as I've learned about OCD and anxiety to be like, do you ever think that maybe you being X, Y, and Z clean is anxiety. And like, I'll explain, like it means you're nervous and you can't stop thinking about it. And you think if as long as this is clean, then nothing bad will happen. Or like, you know, like I've been like giving Uh different examples and it's been cool for her to Now she has labels to use instead of what she would say. Like, Because when I was a kid, I would shame her. I'd be like, why are you so crazy? How come I go to other people's houses and I can be normal? And like, you know, I get so mad about it. And she'd be like, I don't know why I'm like this. And now it's been so cool to see her be like, ah, you know, this is just, this is what makes me nervous. It's it's my
1: anxiety acting up. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. And and it's it, at least it's like and now we can connect on it because my my anxiety doesn't come out necessarily with like, you know, needing plastic on my furniture. But my anxiety comes out in ways where like the other night, you know, Will and I left our daughter home alone for the first time to go do shows uh, not alone. alone. There's somebody home. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. There was what? somebody there. Uh, but you know, <laughs> well, let she me make sleeping. this call
1: real quick. <laughs> yeah, no, no.
0: But she was already asleep. It was, it was our friend Brooke just watching the monitor. But it was yeah. like two anxiety things in a night. Like it was like I'm leaving my child for the first time with a friend. Yes. And I'm doing a show for the first time in 14 months. I don't know why I combined those two into one day,
1: mm. but I
0: did, and I took for ever to leave the house i kept being Mm. like wait i I need a different purse and then i was like hold on i have to show brooke where the chips are in case she gets hungry and it's like like and i and that was my version of putting plastic on the couch was like but at least i knew i was able to laugh at it and be like sorry you guys i'm having major anxiety about tonight
1: right so i'm like i need everything to
0: be perfect before i leave the house and it was just so nice to be able to say the words and then to have my husband who also has his own anxiety that mm-hmm. manifests differently and my friend Brooke who has her own anxiety that manifests differently for them to be like totally get it
1: absolutely it's it's i'm not a pr for stand up comedy you know i'm not like mr <laughs> it's the greatest thing i'll never be i'll never be that guy but that that is a benefit of it and I didn't even realize until I look back on New York and say like, oh man, that's that's uh that's how I got through it. I got and I got I became a better comic, but it was like through the um fresh out of the frying pan into the fire type thing. Wow. Um yeah, I mean, the reason why I was hesitant to uh even say, "Hey, what's your <laughs> cut your bangs thing?" is, you know, Comfort. I gotta get I, I didn't know how comfortable I would be because I've never I've only spoken to my therapist about this, but I am one who am always encouraged to be um vulnerable if I feel like it'll help somebody. Like that that's what takes off the oh no, you shouldn't share that. It's like I feel like somebody might be able to use it. I love that I don't know who this is for thing that people put on social media, but it's for somebody, right? um i lost my mom in december of 2019 Mm -hmm. and unbeknownst really to me but unbeknownst to anybody at all i didn't want to be one of those people you know because i love i mean love is an understatement for what i felt about her or what i feel about her still i didn't want to be one of those people's like you know His mom died and he was so heartbroken. Like, he died a month later. Like, I didn't, I hate that story that people, I didn't want to be that because I don't, like we talked about earlier, sometimes worry too much about what other people think. I can't help Mm -hmm. that. I do. I didn't want to be that. I don't want that to be my story. So, for a year, I said, Clark, you got to keep yourself alive for a year at least. So, people can't say that. Like they don't. I knew, see I knew he was going to hurt himself cuz he loved his mother so much and that's why he died. And it's, I just I just really got super duper I internalized that. And I moved with a certain caution as if I was in control. Like, you know, car accidents don't happen or, you know, random things don't happen. I I was like, I'm in control of this. I'm going to keep myself alive for a year. And what I didn't understand about how dangerous that was is that I made it to a year and then I didn't know what I was living for anymore. Wow. So that night or that over those couple of days when I was really fucked up and I was, I talked to you and I talked to Will Mm -hmm. and I know that you saw something different in my face when i saw you guys i had reached the bottom of because it also wasn't like all right well after a year she'll come back or like i just have to get through this for a year then everything will be fine i really just had i had no idea and i had started therapy and i was like therapy was to get me till december 2020 it wasn't in my mind, even though it was helping, and I had tools. It wasn't to um, be better overall. It was just like because then I lost my stepmother in May, and I lost my brother in September. It was it became more and more like you know what? After I make it through a year, that's all that I've I've done my part. So I was really at my lowest. In December 19th, 2020 because I had made this pact with myself that that's all I needed to do. The I know that the show's premise is like life changers that may or may not be a good idea, but somehow, in some way, my should I cut my bangs was alright, Clark, you're going to Learn that you have reasons to stay around. And I had to literally tell myself that. Like, the same way I made a pact that I only need to make it one more year after. Like, I had to make a pact with myself that you are going to find your sources and your inspirations for what you can give while you are on this side of the, the dirt. You gonna find that, and it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be slow. I had to start. I had to start from literally the bottom, and the journey isn't near anywhere over. But you know, I, I didn't even know I made these packs with myself. But once you do, like you embrace it, you start to live it a little bit, and it it it, it affects decisions that you make. Um. And at first it was hard because then I became paranoid again when it was like, oh, I value life. Oh, don't go here. Are you in Chicago. Chicago's dangerous. Like, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I was very, I was very paranoid to be anywhere. At first I was paranoid because I got to make it to December. Then it was paranoid because it was like, oh, I got to make it to whenever because I, I want to love being alive, you know? So, yeah. so breaking through certain walls with that like actually to go from not knowing why you should be alive to loving life it just keeps you motivated that 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 alone will say like damn you got you got more strength than you knew that you had
0: do you feel that way now loving life
1: i am i'm more at peace with it's kind of weird i tell people all the time I'm, I'm happy with what I've done in life Mm. and I've lived different lives. I've been the college student, like grad school. I worked at a magazine, you know, like all this thing, all what I look at everything now is cherries, right? And cherries on top is a good thing. Like whipped cream, like all of these things are good things that I appreciate. Like I love topics. So enjoy the toppings you'll be happy I'm happy with if it was just a cheese pizza but everything that I'm throwing on there is just like like I'm able to celebrate it and be happy about it and not you even used a
0: food reference you even used a food reference it's always food
1: it's always food (laughs) I love
0: what that is I mean I'm like still digesting you saying you know after that year was over then you had to find a new reason to live. And, and I think that speaks so strongly to like what you said that like you thought therapy was just to get you through the year. And it's like, I think, I think one of the dangers sometimes that many of us can fall into is thinking that like, there's a fix, you know, like if I book blank, I -hmm. will finally like myself. Oh, I read this, this, inspirational quote on Instagram that's supposed to just snap me into a mindset oh I'm just supposed to be grateful hashtag blessed and now my life is good oh I finally got a relationship like it's like it's Mm -hmm. never it's it's a forever process and so it's like you know you I mean you know falling to the bottom and climbing I mean there's no other way to go but up so that makes total sense but like that realization cuz you're still in therapy now, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I still am. I am good news to report. I think I have to switch maybe because the grief part has kind of I've gotten through mm-hmm. the grief part for the most part. And now I got to deal with the shit that I dealt with before <laughs> three of my yeah. closest family members died. So I think I have to right. recalibrate a little bit. But the good news is she has been great in helping me get through uh, the grief part and gave me a lot I, of tools.
0: Yeah. And I don't, and for anyone listening, like, I don't, I didn't mean that it's a process and that, like, you have to be in therapy for the rest of your life. Like, right. that's not what I mean. I just mean the tools that you, lo- you learn in therapy if someone chooses to go to therapy or the tools you learn, you know, from a mentor or book or wherever you get the tools that that's what I mean. You implement for life. Absol- you oh, right, know? right.
1: Right. That, that is a part of your DNA at that point. Um, because you know, I had my mom and I had this intense person and intense love for me for 37 years. So yeah. a year, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna, I, I, I need those, I need those things. Um, to 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 help me win. but it it's it became easier to rely on those tools you know at first the tools weren't enough because i was just yeah. in so much pain um but as time goes on i'm able to i'm able to implement them and trust them and then you know they they help me get through
0: it's wild that it during especially cuz you know during 2020 you were trying to keep yourself alive To not fall into this narrative that you wanted to avoid, right? Right. With your mom dying. And meanwhile, the rest of the world is trying to stay alive to avoid this disease. It's such a wild, like, you such a wildly opposite experience of most people when it came to illness or death. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, like everyone else is like not going outside because they're trying to not get sick Mm -hmm. and die. And you're like, well, I'm trying to not die. For a complete, it has nothing right. to
1: do with COVID. I yeah. mean, I, I will hype up and, you know, juice up whatever it needs. And that was a, a mental thing I would even do with comedy, where it's like, just to tell myself to get through this set, I would say, like, man, this is the one, Clark, this is the, the biggest thing. And even that pact, I was like, you know what? Not only will I not fall into that narrative, it'll make your mother proud if you last mm-hmm. at least a year. So I, I put, I bet the whole house on this arbitrary, um, goal. And so it was a lot to unpack there because it's also like, all right, well, I did the last thing that I decided would make her happy. So why try anything else? It's almost like that. Thank you. That's it for me. <laughs> type mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and you know, It was it was it was it was just great that I thankfully had somebody to talk to through that, and I texted her and I I I talked to you guys, and um,
0: her being your therapist, yeah, yeah. Uh
1: If oh man, if I hadn't started with her in March when my brother died in September, I don't know what the fuck would happen. I don't. I really don't know where the fuck I would be, but um. It was, it was, it it was something, you know, and I'll never forget that. And I'm still not at a place where I know because the first time I cried in therapy was when she asked, do I love myself? And I was just like, I don't know. It's something I took for granted. Like, of course, I, you know, if I, like my outfit or something like that. I didn't know the answer to that question. I thought it was a automatic. Yes. But like, mm-hmm. when she asked me, the thing is from a, from a, and a lot of black men in this country can relate to the, in this world, you know, we talk about mothers and sons. We don't have to love ourselves because we have this person who loves us so much. And mm-hmm. we, we never have to because we have somebody who loves us enough for both of us. When you talk about the single mom journey and that, you know, I got a few jokes about it, but I, I didn't, I didn't, haven't answered that question because I never had to
0: yeah and it's also a hard question to answer because like well I so something that I feel like I've kind of started to understand is I now can say I love myself Mm -hmm. I don't always like myself
1: fair enough Fair you enough. know,
0: sometimes I don't like myself when I disappoint myself, when I fall into old patterns. But the difference is because I love myself, I don't – when I have those moments of not liking myself, I don't want to die. I don't want to disappear. I don't think I'm the worst piece of shit in the world without – because the love lets me know it's okay to not like myself sometimes. Does that make sense? Because like yeah. same way like I sometimes don't like – my friend, or I don't like my, you know, like there's, you go through moments of that, but the love is what's going to protect you.
1: I, <clears throat> I know that I love someone else when I give them grace. To yes, pu- to that's fuck up. yep. That's when mm-hmm. I know I love somebody else. As I'm working towards this um, nirvana or this apex of loving myself. Is when not only will I give myself grace, but I won't put myself in positions where it's all or nothing. Yeah. Um. I'm not in a position yet to take on too to, to many things. And I'm really learning how to, I have to say, because I want to be well. And I'm like, like me being dope is when I can say yes and I get shit done. But I beat up on me when I take on things and I don't get them done. Like, yeah. I beat myself the fuck up. So either I'm going to, because I'm hoping I'm I'm healed, I'm cured, right? And I could just say something and I could do it. But I'm not at that point yet. So I have to, the process is learning to say I can't do that. And not- well, These
0: are the stairs.
1: These are the stairs. You know,
0: you were talking about like the step, like taking a step into New York, taking a step into LA, being excited what's ahead. Part of those stairs that's ahead is all these steps, right? Into into loving yourself more, and you are loving yourself by saying no to things, right? You know, because Mm -hmm. why set yourself up for disappointment? I mean, it is insane the expectations that human beings put on themselves. Yeah, you know.
1: Yep. Whether learned or, uh. Instilled. Um, and there's a lot of things with the, you know, black family in church. And, you know, there's a lot of things the t- Italian family in church, like <laughs> church, and any let's family. That's just, just, there's a lot of things with church. We're
0: one in the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Church is the, 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 <laughs> the thing all the time.
0: Food, so church, gold, um, jewelry, yeah, it's all the
1: same. It's, yeah. uh, it's just so much to, <laughs> yeah, that, that I didn't even know. And I just talked to, you know that the the one black son that made it to college like bro you're not responsible for the victories of a whole community yeah even though the, you know your mother loves you she's she she brags on you like at some point you got to say like i've done enough i yeah. i have to be happy for me and not be successful for other people
0: i mean you have sunshine coming in your room right now. I think that's a huge win. It's light,
1: it's a halo. You it's know, mama. it's my mama, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> my God, Clark, that was such a beautiful thing you shared. I, yeah, I don't even know where to go from here. I feel like this might be it.
1: I'm at the uh, Lincoln Lodge. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The end of the pod. Where can I just, I, no, but I'm I'm so grateful you shared that because I just think that it's so. You know, it may not be that somebody has lost a parent, but everyone I think can relate to that notion of like, all right, I just got to get through be- blank, you and know, and then and, then,
1: yeah.
0: and it's mm-hmm. it's not it's it's not that. So knowing that makes life easier. Knowing that there is no one thing that's going to fix it.
1: For anybody who I would say, and I, I'm slow to give advice on things. Everybody's experience is different. But to understand that even if you go through something, grief, loss, whatever, just know that just because you get past that, that doesn't mean that everything is perfect now. Yeah. Like you just like, oh, once I get over the loss of my brother, once I get over the loss of my dad, whatever, then whoo then life would be you may now you gotta it's more steps right? yeah and just to give yourself grace um for making these random make, making this uh random expectation and you being wrong about it give yourself grace because you didn't know you thought that you thought that once you got over the loss you'd be fine but you didn't know that you didn't know that there were more steps because you're just trying to you're just trying to get by Um, Give yourself grace and give other people grace as much as you can.
0: I love it. Clark, I end every show asking my guests the most important question. Should I get bangs? Yes. Wow. I haven't had a yes in so long. What made you say yes?
1: Because there's an experience in that.
0: (laughs) You're the person who inspired my, uh, uh joke about how men getting dyeing their hair blonde is the equivalent of women getting bangs.
1: (laughs) And I, I, I I, I went blonde over the pandemic, and I haven't looked back.
0: Yeah, I I grow my hair out.
1: Locks. It's it's a commitment. I got three more tattoos. Let's go.
0: You got three.
1: I got three. Yeah.
0: What'd you get three tattoos of?
1: I got um, I got this flag, then I got it painted in, and then I got this uh taj is was my stepmother's uh, initials dmc is denise marcus and clark my 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 brother and me
0: that's beautiful i love it um well i think that's the end of the show
1: the the is there
0: anything you want to plug? Are you at the hey, Lincoln Lodge?
1: Make sure I am at the Lincoln Lodge, uh, the twenty eighth and the twenty ninth, and last like, If if this is if y'all listen to in Chicago, twenty eighth and twenty ninth, I'm in New York from the ninth through the fourteenth of June, so it should be out by then, and I'll be doing okay. a random shows. So just follow me at the Clark Jones. Make sure you watch um Run the World on Stars.
0: I really like it. I'm not it's just saying a, that because you're my friend.
1: A, yeah, it's a it's a beautiful, funny. Um, and even if you, you know, there's something to take from it. I would say at least check out an episode. It, 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 it broke me down. My friend texted me. I was at a bar. Um, it was socially distant, but I was at a bar, and my friend texted me a photo of seeing, you know, staff writer Clark Jones on TV, and that just, I had to, I had to go cry. I had to go cry about it because that was crazy. I I this, but like that's yeah.
0: But look at that, though. You go from the windowless room to thinking all you have to do in this life is survive a year to getting one of your dreams come true. And it's like it's all it's all the steps.
1: You never know. You never never, never know. They say you don't see the end of the staircase. You don't see the middle either. You don't see Mm -hmm. a quarter way through. You don't see all you see is the one right in front of you.
0: I mean, we could, this analogy, I could go on forever. You know, sometimes sometimes you go down a step again. Some, That's yeah. okay. As long as you keep going. Sometimes you sit down and take a break on a step. Sometimes you trip on a step. You got to have a friend help you get back up the step.
1: Sometimes the step is like those Machu Picchu's where you just walking for a mile before mm-hmm. the next step. And you. Yep. Hit. Sometimes
0: you do two steps at a time.
1: Sometimes the two quick ones. <laughs> two sometimes quicks- you got to hop with both feet.
0: Sometimes some Pushes you down the stairs.
1: Sometimes, yeah, a crowd comes. So there's a, a gust of wind hits you, and you like that <laughs> meme. You,
0: you step on one step. It was yeah. built cheap. Your foot goes right it, through the right wood. Through yeah, you file a lawsuit. Then you jump up a few more steps. you
1: use that money to move to LA and yeah. go up more steps.
0: You buy an elevator. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it might be like the little, like the uh, the, the trams that go across. You got yeah, to yeah. that. It's bridges, but it's still steps. You, as long as you <laughs> ascend it, slow motion is better than no motion. That's the phrase from.
0: Oh, yeah. Clark, so many things. If this was Oprah, if this was Super Soul Sunday, she would go, that's a a tweet. That's a quotable tweet. And then she'd like point at her assistant to go tweet it. Uh, I'm pointing at my dog. She's not going to do shit. She's not going to do absolutely anything. Um, you thank you so much for being on the show. Thank
1: you for having me. This This is
0: wonderful. Okay, bye. bye. So for anyone listening that is currently dealing with grief, whether it's loss of a loved one or loss of the mashed potatoes that was supposed to be in your takeout order. I just want this episode to serve as a reminder that however you grieve is okay. As long as you're not hurting anyone, you're not hurting yourself. Take the time that you need, seek out the resources that you need. Um, You don't have to grieve alone alone. And, you know, especially after this past year, I think a lot of people are grieving different things, even things that seem not super significant. You know, it's there's a lot of grief that's been floating around. And so um, I hope that this episode gave you a little comfort uh, with whatever you're dealing with. That's what I want every episode to do is just, you know, be a nice little verbal hug for your ear holes. I don't that's. A weird visual I don't know if that's what I meant but I, I think if you've been listening to the show you you know what I meant um as always thank you for listening if you like the show please rate review subscribe on iTunes it really helps the show supporting the show if you do that so I appreciate it and I will talk to you next week till then bye